Recognize her? That is the crazy cat lady from The Simpsons. She might be the most prominent and offensive of all of the stereotypical cat ladies. She speaks gibberish, is completely disheveled, probably unhoused. She's a cautionary tale. No one should like cats this much because look what it does to your brain. We are not laughing with this character. We are meant to believe that any woman who loves cats is mentally ill. But why do depictions of cat ladies look like this? while Jackson Galaxy gets to be the cat daddy. This is the Spinster Life Podcast, the podcast that pushes damaging stereotypes to the edge of the counter and pushes them off while making direct eye contact with you. In the third installment of my Cat Lady series, I talk to Spinsterhood Reimagined host Lucy Megason about what the crazy cat lady stereotype looks like. Hint, it is not flattering. And I talk to author Haley Shapley about the history of cats, cat ladies, and the unexpected ties between cats and a fundamental civic right. First up, my conversation with Lucy Megason. Welcome back to the show, Lucy. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm honored, and it's lovely to see you again. Tell us a little bit about your relationship to the word cat lady. What does that evoke for you? I'll start with this. I've always considered myself a cat person because I think that you're either a dog person or a cat person, aren't you? You can be both. I Yeah, totally. But I've always played into the being a cat person thing because I definitely am a cat person. And anyway, so the whole cat lady vibe, until I became a crazy single spinster cat lady, the way that I thought about it when somebody said that was in the same way that the word spinster sort of evokes visions of a sort of sad, lonely old woman alone in her flat with hundreds of cats. That is certainly the image that has always come to mind whenever over the years I've thought about a crazy cat lady because that's it it certainly doesn't conjure up images of a beautiful 40-something woman with her gorgeous cat in her gorgeous flat having her gorgeous glamorous life, does it? Let's face it. Maybe we should start the thing, a thing called cat man. <laughs> see, because there can... are cat men. Exactly. Why is there only a crazy cat lady? What about crazy cat man? I like that. Sounds yeah. a roll tongue, crazy cat man. Crazy cat man. <laughs> and also, that's actually really interesting. Have you noticed that you didn't ask me about the phrase crazy cat lady? You just asked me about cat lady. And I immediately tacked on crazy at the beginning yeah. because that is the impression. That's what kind of goes with Cat Lady is yeah. crazy beginning, apparently. Yeah, Love. that is the negative stereotype. And I guess that's why I don't say it, because I'm an animal lover. I'm a dog person because I'm very allergic to cats, but I don't think that loving animals is crazy. I agree. I, th- I think it's probably the opposite of crazy. I think it makes complete sense. Yeah, absolutely. And cats are very, they have been very valuable throughout history in their own way to control mice populations and to protect, your, to protect your grain and your food from pests and to make sure that you could eat through the winter. It was a smart, it was the opposite of crazy to have cats around. Absolutely. And funnily enough, it's so funny that you mentioned the whole kind of pest thing, although I'm not quite sure you describe a spider as a pest, but I am terrified of spiders. <laughs> and so I live in a really old Victorian building in London, a huge building. And I've got like wooden floorboards with massive great gaps in them and like really high ceilings. It's just begging for spiders. And the last few years, I 
I would say that I've been pretty much terrorized by giant spiders in my flat. So basically it's been like a living fucking nightmare. And I know I'm allowed to swear on this podcast because we discussed this in the last, yeah. We certainly fucking are. (laughs) (laughs) But so in the last two or three years, it got really bad. So anyway, this September, I was bracing myself for spiders. But having got a kitten in July, I'm not kidding I have not seen, I probably see a giant one right now, but so far, I have not seen one spider this whole autumn, which is totally weird. And I can only assume that is down to Johnny Depp, which is the name of my kitten. Have you seen him engage in the hunting? Like, does he hunt other things? He totally does. He hunts anything that moves, literally. I mean, I've seen him go after like a speck of dust when the sun's been shining into my flat, but... I haven't seen him engaging with a spider because I haven't seen a spider yet. I add yet because I'm very superstitious. And I feel like if I don't say that, then a yeah, giant... Then, right, then they're just going to come flooding out from the walls. And Exactly. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen during this recording. But anyway, <laughs> now I'm looking around. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of pests. They're great for that. I have... I am not a cat person. I'm very allergic, but I have had a cat in my life. And I lived in Savannah, Georgia at the time. And they have these huge cockroaches. And uh, I, the cats would go after them. It was great. Unlike dogs, cats are brave. They're, they're just not scared of anything. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Crazy oh, cats. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, the cats are crazy. Not the ladies who get them. Do you have any plans to get another cat in the future to add to your cat family? I, do you know, when I move to a bigger place, I 100% will get another cat for sure. I don't think I'll end up the crazy cat lady who has like 57 cats, but two would be good for sure. (laughs) I think that's a a reasonable compromise. And what happens sometimes to that like crazy cat lady stereotype is that they love cats so much and they think that they can help all of them, but they can't because it does take work to care for cats. And that's, that is a completely different stereotype. And that's a completely different type of person. We're talking about like an actual mental illness of hoarding and not just like loving cats. Very insensitive to call somebody who is suffering with an actual mental illness crazy. Yes. And just ridiculous to refer to a single woman who happens to like cats, a crazy cat lady. Yeah. I am t- totally with you. Anyone who's applying that label to a single woman with a cat, let's bet that a hell of a lot of them probably have a have a cat too. But because they're married with kids, apparently that's acceptable and doesn't make them a crazy married mother. Why doesn't it make them a crazy married mother? Do you know what I mean? That, like it's it's absurd. It's fucking absurd. We all know that. We just need to we just need to get it out there more because it's quite obviously ridiculous and it needs to go in the same way that the term spinster needs to be flipped on its head and people need to know that it's cool. It's also cool to have a cat and it definitely doesn't mean you're a crazy cat lady. It just means you're a woman who loves animals and wanted to get a cat, not to substitute a baby. Right. You just, you're just living your values. I like cats. I want to get a cat. Boom. Don't read into it, guys. Don't read read into it. it. There's no more story there. It's actually quite boring. Exactly. Exactly. It totally is. Oh dear. Thanks, Lucy. Haley Shapley is one of my favorite people to discuss history with. She has a knack for decoding the present day through the lens of history. This time, she's uncovered the deep historical roots of the cat lady stereotype. When I was younger, I wanted to write a book about being a spinster, even though I was 
still in college. So it was clearly not in spinster territory yet, but it's just always been an interesting concept to me, the way that society has treated women who are single. Yeah, it's it's like a mix of pity and condescension and then disbelief, like you're a, wa- a wasted woman. That's a term that I've heard in my research about spinsters. That's been another word for single women who never get married. They're wasted women because they've wasted their their childbearing potential. That's such a sad concept. The idea that your life is wasted if you haven't gone down this one narrow pathway. I think what's also sad is what often follows spinster is the cat lady stereotype or the crazy cat lady stereotype. Yeah, definitely. I. It's funny because I was talking to this guy earlier this week And he said to me, you know what they say about women with cats? And I was like, what? And he said that you get a cat after every breakup and that's how you become a crazy cat lady. And he meant this in good fun. And look, I love humor. If you've read my book, Strong Like Her, you know that I use quite a bit of humor in my work. But as a writer who looks at history and psychology, I think it's interesting to examine why we think certain things are funny. And if I had flipped that script and said, you know what they say about guys with dogs, no one would think that was funny. And I think it's worth looking at why. I think so too, which is why I wanted to do this episode and talk to some real life cat ladies and get their takes on this stereotype that might have been levied at them at some point in the past. I've never heard that, that one. That might actually not be the most offensive kind of way I've ever heard cat ladies described. No, it's not horrible. And I think some people do get pets in the aftermath of breakup. And there's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, but um, kind of what's behind that is, is troubling that like women are so desperate for some kind of connection that they'll just like go out and acquire it. Yeah, they'll substitute anything. If they can't get the human affection they want, then they will settle for feline affection. Yeah, we could argue that maybe women who have a lot of cats just like cats. Exactly. I think, you know, when you asked me to come on the podcast, I was flattered instead of offended because I love the idea of showing that people with cats are just people with cats. Like yeah. there doesn't have to be an underlying like message to it. It doesn't say anything about I don't know where there's not my life or or anything like that. It's just that I happen to have a cat. Right. People have pets. The number of people in the U.S. who have pets, single, married, whatever, is so, so, so high. We are just a nation that loves animals. And and I think it's interesting because actually more millennial men have cats than women. Why don't we ever talk about that? Like That is interesting. Yeah. We always associate it with women. Um, But I think- there has been this real kind of reclaiming of the cat lady term in recent years. I think a lot of people are proudly cat ladies. And look at someone like Taylor Swift, who's very open about her love of cats. And there's cute cat stuff everywhere. Everyone loves a good cat meme. So I think that there's been a lot of recognition that it's cool to have a cat. It doesn't mean something negative, but We still have some of those stereotypes hanging around for sure that are deep rooted in our history. Yeah. And you've done a little bit of of digging into that. And I'd love to hear what you found. 
Yeah, I have. As someone who's very interested in history, you know, I love to to go back and look at where our ideas about things come from because you can usually find them somewhere in the past. I think going back to ancient times, there was this link between cats and powerful women. So there was Freya, who was a Norse goddess, and she rode a chariot that was carried by cats. There was um, a cat goddess in China who symbolized fertility. And we just see a lot of depictions in ancient times in general of cats being very powerful and feminine. But then in the Middle Ages, the cat's reputation took a real hit because they came to be associated with the devil and witches. And we saw that through line carry all the way into the Salem witch trials, of course, in the late 1600s. But then as some time passed, people began to realize Okay, that was bad. Those women did not deserve to die. They were not witches. Instead, they were independent women who owned land or were a little bit eccentric. Or maybe they were Christians, but not quite the right denomination. But they were not evil women. And none of those characteristics about them deserves to be punished by jail or torture. So at that point, the image of a woman and a cat became more something to be pitied than frightened by. So we moved from this like idea of empowered goddesses to scary evildoers to sad outsiders. And that stereotype persisted into the Victorian era, where it kind of comes to be expected that women who can't catch a man and have children end up transferring their affection to a cat. But then something really interesting happened in the time of women's suffrage when that became kind of at the forefront of national conversation. And we see a lot of the materials put out by the anti-suffrage movement depicting women as cats. And the message there is twofold. One, women are about as important as a pet and thus why would they need to vote? And two, the women who want to vote are cat-like in all the worst ways. So they're stubborn, they're lonely, and they hate men. Ladylike women, they don't need to vote because they're happy to stay in their sphere, to let men take the lead in public life and politics. It's only these old spinsters over here who wanted to upset the apple cart. So I think that evolution of how cat ladies were seen throughout time, we can pick up a lot of those threads now. And the thing that they all have in common is that cats have always been associated with female power. And whether we think that's scary or silly or sad, we have thoughts on it in a way that we don't have those same thoughts about the power that men might wield. If men are the ones who wield most of the power, they're always going to have a lot of really big feelings about women having any of that power. Of course. And having to share any of that power. So they're going to do whatever they can, whether that's just outright hunt down women who they think have power, or if that's just completely dismissing women. And yeah, being able to tie something to it, like give them some other quality. Well, like you're not just weak or silly because you're a woman. You also, you like cats and cats are silly and dumb. Exactly. Yes. There are so many interesting ways that you can put someone in their place, so to speak, through associating them with these certain ideas. Yeah. And um, wow, I didn't know about the um, suffrage movement and the cats. And That's, cats yeah. yeah. There's these, if you look, there's these like these posters and they're, they're literal cats with their little vote, votes for women signs and all of that. And it was 
just a way to really denigrate the movement to get women the right yeah. to vote by depicting them in this very disparaging way. We're making strides towards overcoming the cat lady stereotype, but I don't I don't think we're quite there yet. I think there's still remnants of that. I think I can point to the Simpsons and the crazy cat lady character there for yeah. really keeping that stereotype alive. Absolutely. That has been a long running stereotype and one that's commonly known. I remember reading something very recently. It was advice for people who are creating dating profiles on an app. And it had advice for men and women in different areas, you know, what to do with your pictures, what to say in your profile. But one of the nuggets of wisdom for women was not to post a photo of you and a cat. And why not? If you have a cat, that's like probably part of your life that you might want to show right. in a dating profile. So there's something behind that that's that's making people give out that advice. Yeah. And, you know, it's definitely rooted in that crazy cat lady stereotype. Yeah. It's maybe also rooted in like if a woman has a place in her emotional arsenal for a cat, maybe there's not as much room for a man and his needs. Oh, interesting. That, that like she's giving all this care to a cat. Yeah, this is a kind of a shocking statement, but women are capable of caring about more than one living being at a time. So Shh. I know yeah, a woman could <laughs> love a cat and a human man at the same time. If yeah. They so it, it, yeah, it can. It can happen. It can happen that way. <laughs> I know sometimes, you know, cats are just easier to love sometimes, 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 <laughs> sometimes when they're, you know, when they're not knocking all of your decorative items or those of your relatives and loved ones off of shelves. Yeah, <laughs> that's a tough time. That's a tough time. But then again, he always has an adorable look on his face when he's doing these things. <laughs> and he is, he does seem to show like some remorse. And I read that cats aren't really sorry. They're more sorry. They don't want to like fall outside of the social circle. Like they yeah. want to stay, they want to stay in your good graces, not because they realize they did something bad and they want to atone for it, but just because they don't want you to be mad. He is always there for me in a way that sometimes humans are not. Thanks, Haley. If you want to see some anti-suffragist cat memes, head on over to my substack, thespinsterlife.substack.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Living the Spinster Life and YouTube, The Spinster Life, for more great content. Rate and review The Spinster Life on Apple Podcasts because it helps new listeners discover the show. Thanks so much for listening.